Games Arcade Weekly, an arcade review show brought to you each Monday free of charge from your friends over at WeTalkGames.com. I am your host, Kyle Von Kubik, and guess what? It's another KK Sliders episode. I'm joined along with Keith, the Robo Duke. I'm sliding in and stealing second. I don't think I've ever explained what the KK Slider thing is, or, well, I mean, if you're familiar with Animal Crossing, you know who KK Slider is. But I have little names for each of the different rotations of co-hosts that I have. So me and Wiggly, it's just we talking as proper. I don't have like a little nickname for that. It's the old heads. Right. You and me are KK Sliders because Keith and Kyle, obviously. Me and John are the J and K connection. Nice. And Chris and I, which hasn't happened as much as I would like it to, and I don't think I've ever said it out loud, but it's something that exists in my brain. It's the Chris style team you know if you're playing along at home these are the stupid things that happen in my brain oh man i feel like i need to come up with names for all my combos yeah while we're uh, talking games or, or what we would be if we fused together as one podcast host this week we're talking subotin bombers which sadly has nothing to do with fusion dances no, it is weird though like a fusion dance it's very it came weird out in 1992 by tecmo and it is a single-screen platformer, and I'm going to be honest, I think this genre of game is starting to crawl into that area of me disliking it a lot. Like, the balloon harpooning games are by far a genre that, if I never play another balloon harpooning arcade game again, it'll be too soon. The single-screen platformer, the Bubble Bobble iteration games, are really starting to grade on me. But before I get too negative, let's check in with T.T. Schmookins with her weekly Snap Stats. Hello, I am T.T. Schmookins, and this is T.T. Snap Stats. <laughs> Sabo 10 Bombers was released by Tecmo Super Bowl, I doubt that, in 1992. The frantic, one-screen... Action took place on a horizontal, raster, CRT color monitor. The game ran off of a Jamma board. The game allowed for two-player simultaneous, cooperative play, with a maximum number of two players. All of the sound came blaring out a one-channel, amplified, mono speaker and into your earballs. You In circa 1992, Tecmo released other influential titles such as Zing, Zing, Zip, Quiz Cockology, Final Star Force, World Cup 94, Eight Forces, Super Pinball Action, X, The Ball, Strato Fighter, and a game you might have even heard of, Ninja Gaiden Episode 3, The Ancient Ship of Doom, and Ninja Gaiden Episode 2, The Dark Sword of Chaos, not necessarily, in that order. Don't forget to Uchabul your cactus ball and defeat its enemies. <laughs> this Titi's Snap Stats has been brought to you by Flonagens, Fruit of the Foam, Lim Oil. Flonagens Lim Oil, from the makers of Magic Genie Magic, Magic Lamp from the hit movie, Balky's Fever Dream, starring 
Tim Hanks, uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> now, more of the We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine. Alright, Keith, so I'm gonna give my interpretation of the plot of this game, and then you can take over, okay? <laughs> oh, no. So, this is what I gleaned from Sabotin Bombers, okay? Cactard and Cactard Jr. defend their home from insects, Day of the Tentacle Starfish, and Grass-type Pokemon. Am I, I close? I mean, that sounds about right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure because this seems like all these different plants all live together in a house, and yeah. a bunch come to life and go cause mischief. So the mom and dad cactus are like, "Oh darn, there goes our onion man causing trouble again with flat blue cactus man." Yeah. That, did you get the Day of the Tentacle vibe from them starfish? They do look like the Day of the Tentacle guys because they have that one uh, suction cup in the middle there. I was wondering why they look so familiar to me, and I didn't realize it until you just said it, actually. <laughs> yeah, onion guy you're referencing definitely looks like some sort of knockoff Pokemon. In fact, it, <laughs> I could see that character in Puckman, Pockyman 2000. Yes. <laughs> Rolling uh, around. These all look just like enemy characters from another game. Even the they're starring all, characters look like they could just be from uh, Kirby's Dreamland 8. Sure, yeah, they're all cutesy, chibi, cartoony, really slick animations. But Keith, what do you do in this game? I already touched on it. It's a single-screen platformer, and it's obviously an iteration of Bubble Bobble. But what makes this game different? It's really weird. I think the number one thing that makes this game different is the fact that touching enemies doesn't hurt you or kill you. Right. Because it is a one-hit-kill game, single screen. You already mentioned the only two making mechanics I actually had for this game. Okay. Which is Bubble Bobble 1986 by Taito, and then Buster Brothers slash Pang from 1989, mm. uh, which in Japan was released by Mitchell. It was released by Capcom here in America. And then uh, Super Buster Brothers and Super Pang from 1990. I'll add Tumble Pop in there, 91 by Daddy East. Tumble Pop you would be a dude with a vacuum and suck up enemies with the vacuum and then spit them out and they would tumble out into this ball which happens in this game now Sabotin bombers the keyword there is Sabotin no it's bombers <laughs> <laughs> bombs you throw bombs at your enemy and they're very bouncy bombs the enemies get wrapped up into the bombs and bounce around like a ball until the bomb blows up that includes you if you run into your own bomb you'll get tripped up into it which can work in your advantage if you want to gather enemies sort of Katamari Dumashi style and jump out of that, I don't know, tumbleweed of enemies. Yeah, because you can yeah, get out of there. Right. Two button jump and the other one is the throw the bomb button and obviously the point like many other single screen games, which I just realized I, this makes me think of Dig Dug 2, obviously, without the digging mechanic or anything, but it is that single screen, you know, clear all the guys and move on to the next level. Right, uh, Dig Dug led up into, like, led or built the foundation for Bubble Bobble. You know what I mean? Because you have that single screen mitigation of enemies, and you have to get rid of them in a very particular way. With Dig Dug, it was a bike pump. With Bubble Bobble, you use bubbles. Tumble Pop again with the vacuum. Diet Go-Go, I also got some notes from this game and that mimicked Diet Go-Go, uh, because you're throwing orbs of food at enemies in, in Diet Go-Go and fattening them up. And that's very similar to Dig Dug. And then the only other game that I thought of, and it's only because we reviewed it in the past, not because it falls in line chronologically, but Nightmare in the Dark. Me too! Came out in the year 2000 because 
the source code must have fell behind a soda machine in 93. <laughs> yeah, when Sabotin and Bombers was made. Yeah, and then they found it when they were cleaning out the offices and said, ah, we'll release it. We both thought of Nightmare in the Dark from our spooktacular last year. Yes. So there's over 50-plus levels. There's a Ugh. versus in this game. I don't see anybody, and I could be wrong. Maybe we have a listener out there who really loves this genre of game, but I don't see anybody going to 50 levels. You can. It's doable. The game I didn't find very challenging. I just found that the play mechanics of this game... There wasn't enough substance there. Right? Yeah, the opening screen makes it look like it's more strategic. Right. Like your first level, you know, where it, show, it shows the computer, like, push the enemies off the ledges to the bottom of the screen, throws one bomb, it rolls them all up into the bomb, and they all explode at once, and then you go and collect all the items. Just like Bubble Bob, when you destroy enemies, they turn into different fruit and yep. different power-ups and stuff like that. You and collect a lot of butt peaches. Yeah, lots of butt peaches, Japanese-style butt peaches. You also collect cake, which is pretty neat, and you have to collect, I think, what is it, eight, eight or ten slices as you build up the full cake on your screen and eight when, give you a, an extra life so yeah. you, in fact all eight pieces you'll see a full cake build on the top of the screen and you get that extra man and that was in another game and i went back and i started playing these goddamn games again to figure out if they were there like i went back and looked in diet go go it's not there which of course it wouldn't be because the whole purpose of that game is like don't eat cake you know yeah though um, this was that wasn't something we played though yeah there was that cake mechanic it might have been another Tecmo game. I'm not sure, but it's definitely in our history of talking about. There's a ping in my brain going off for this whole cake mechanic, and I can't think what else it is. It might be one of those Playmarked games, you know, one of those pornographic arcade games that we played in the past. I can see it being in there. And what's funny about Playmark, and I know I'm skipping ahead, the music in this game is so, like, droning and uninspired. Yeah. And it totally reminded me of a Playmark porn arcade game particularly excelsior which we talked about in the past which was a drill away at a sexy girl image i don't know if you guys remember if you want to check out that episode go to wetalkgames.com slash in the can and just search excelsior or playmark and you'll see what i'm talking about but i'm telling you there was a game in the past that had this cake mechanic i just can't remember which one it was but it doesn't matter it was equally as uninspired as this game yeah i thought maybe it was uh, another game by nmk who are actually the uh, developers behind sabo 10 bombers mm -hmm. so while it was uh, uh published by uh, uh what we say it was Tecmo, right? I'm sorry. Tecmo. Yeah, I got way too many notes on this game for something that breaks down to chuck the bombs at the things till they blow up. Not all of them take one hit. A couple take more than that when they start like pallet swapping them, which is oh a shame because as I was saying, it seems like it's strategic, and you can push enemies off and line them up and stuff like that. But no, because you'll start pushing them off the ledges and try to push them all off, and they'll start jumping back up and like doing whatever they want and walking around. I think the animation on the sprites is really nice. I like how cutesy everything looks. I really yeah. like the little blue cactus where like, if he's kind of walking around and you leave him alone, he does the squat where like their feet are flat on the ground and he squats down and like pulls out a cigarette and lights it and starts smoking a cigarette. The animation is very slick. The opening, I was very impressed with how many frames were used to show those little cactards walking off of the uh, the dresser where they were sitting. Yeah, it's just the different enemies. The problem, though, is while the the art direction is cute and interesting to look at, after a while, when you're seeing the same enemies over and over and over again, 
it gets boring. And that happens very early on. And digging into this game a little deeper, they start recycling the backgrounds as well. Oh, they do? Oh, man. I don't, I only got to level 26. And all I know is level 20 is where it's at, man, which is your second boss, which is two jumping around blobby mice things. I don't know. You fight a giant beer wasp at level 10. So I guess every 10 levels is a boss. But that background has sleepy kitty cats. So yes, Which you do see again later on in the game. You see that vintage car again later on in the game. And as Keith touched on, there are boss battles the first one being a bee or a hornet, uninspired. That seems to be the theme of this game. You just have to wait for the enemy to come down to a point where you can hit them with the bombs. The jumping flea mice things, there's a little more strategy involved there. You jump on their backs and it opens up a hole. Or No, you have to make it so the enemy jumps on their back because if you jump and touch them, it actually hurts you. Yeah, some, oh, that's right. And so you have you to make the other one, you have to line it up so one jumps on the other, turns them orange, makes a dent in their back, and then you can hit them with a bomb. Gotcha. But much like the bee and the other enemy, most times when you die, you drop a cactus flower. It seems like all the power-ups are different cactus flowers. At least that's what it looks like. And when you die, you drop a little blue one. And what that basically is is when you get back to life and you pick that up, it just blows up every enemy. That's interesting. And it works on the bosses, too. So I don't know if maybe my switches were set weird, maybe. Maybe it was on an easier setting. Yeah, I did notice that. I took it as a flashbulb. I don't know why I took that (laughs) blue thing as a flashbulb, because the screen flashed. So I'm like, oh, I guess that's a flashbulb. Because why not? There's cactuses running around throwing bombs. I don't think I'm too far-fetched to think that it was a flashbulb. No, and not when the explosions hit you and slice off the top of your head as well. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of graphic. It is watermelon slice looking like you see red in there they're very sharp explosions but as keith touched on the little guys you can touch and not get hurt the bosses if you touch them you do get hurt um a boss that you didn't get up to and neither did i because i just got bored of this game and just dropped out was there's a and this boss does look interesting it's like this sort of sarlacc pit level Whoa. with the quicksand going into the mouth of one of those pincer beetles oh um, uh, ant lions Okay, so it... Um, I think that's what it's it, called. It's like a funnel-type shape about it. Yeah. That that looked interesting to me. I'm not going to play through another ten levels to see that. And then later on, you fight a spider, which operates a lot, uh, a lot of the same way that the hornet does, where you're just waiting for the spider to come down from his web to get closer to you so you can throw bombs. I think we agree. While it seems like, or at least there should have been some sort of strategy to the game, the play mechanics can be summed up as just hit the button. Run around, hit the button, and avoid bombs when you see them bouncing towards you. But I wonder if the frantic nature of the game and the just hitting the button, I wonder if part of that comes from the fact that we are obviously, we're not out there playing Saboten Bombers in our local arcades, sadly. So I'm wondering if that comes from the fact that we're not investing tons of money into the game that we can just keep hitting the button and try to advance and we don't feel invested but once mm. again a game that looks like it tr- should be strategic just seems like it's phoned in instead again in 1991 if i put a couple quarters in this machine and i died would i put more quarters in Today, I'd say no. No, I even think if I was at MAGFest and this was in the arcade where everything's free, I'd eventually get to a level where I'm like, now nah, I'm good, which actually right. happened to me and Nico Bun when we were playing uh, Super Pang, Super Buster Brothers. Like, we eventually got to a point where we were like, we're fine. <laughs> we're going to stop playing now because we're on like level 28 or something like that, and, and we've had enough. 
Sure. I, I hate to go backwards, but you were asking about the plot earlier, what you had. Yeah. Here's what I actually wrote down uh, for the oh. plot while I was playing the game. I forgot I put down notes. You've taken some bad acid, and all your plants have come to life. Watch as they try to blow each other up with organic explosives. Do it for over 50 levels. Endure. Ride the cactus. Because well, that's the show, buddy. You pretty much summed up the entire yeah, and, game. Yeah, and uh, Saboten actually means cactus in Japanese. So the game is called Cactus Bombers. Which, it's literally a cactus bombing thing. Yeah, it sums up the entire game. Nitpicks about the game. It doesn't. Yeah. You can't hold down and hit jump to pass through platforms. Mm, yeah, they, I hate that. Yeah, and there are platforms you can jump up through, but you can't go down through any platform. Some platforms you can't jump up through. Uh, if you do go to jump up through a platform, once you can, and there's an enemy there, you mm-hmm. actually knock your head under them and fall on your butt. And there's a neat little animation of the cactus like laying on the ground with clouds or something going around his head, which is really that neat. Once again, great sprite work. Yeah, that probably happened to me, but I was just running around like a maniac oh that was me too i was running around i was trying to line them up because when you throw the bombs they bounce around frantically so i was always trying to throw them and make it so you know it may bounce down a certain path through the level which the levels make it look like it wants you to do that that it wants you to line up these shots and bounce it down like a awesome plinko shot it doesn't work as well as they wanted it to which is a shame now, Keith, are you a fan of Bubble Bobble? I do like Bubble Bobble. I'm actually a big Buster Brothers fan. I do like Buster Brothers a lot. It's something uh, I believe my local mall's arcade had when I was a kid, and I played quite a bit of it. And it was also one of those games I remember renting the Super Nintendo version and just being like, this is inferior. This is not as good as the <laughs> arcade version, which happened so much as a kid where I, I, I was such a fan of arcade games that when they would come to the consoles, I would always be disappointed by how they just weren't as good as the arcade versions. You put your Birkin on and your glasses and your fedora. Yep, totally. <laughs> Dude, I was there. Yeah, it was like 1992, and I'm like tipping my fedora like, hmm, Final Fight on Super Nintendo, not as good as the arcade. <laughs> so why do you think Buster Brothers and Bubble Bobble hold up better than the countless iterations of that style of game. Uh, Why did those games hold your attention and Sabotin Bombers didn't? You're talking about the bosses. I, If we had time to say, like, hey, let's pause recording, I might go play four or five more levels just to see the Sarlacc monster, just to see the antlion at level 30. Yeah, but you got to remember. And you, but it you, is not fun. It, it, it would be a frantic just right. pushing the buttons. Uh, and the brother- they have that flashbulb flower thing where it, it, it's an instant kill, it kind of takes the piss away from the boss battle. It does. Buster Brothers, yeah, Buster Brothers is more of a challenge. I like all the power-ups. You know, in this, there aren't necessarily power-ups. There's just instant kill all your enemies. I don't right. know if, you know, at the bottom, it shows all the fruits you've collected, kind of like Pac-Man. Yeah. But I don't know what happens if you collect, you know, enough or all of the fruits. But considering there are 50-plus levels, that's why there are so many different iterations on fruits and vegetables down there buster brothers just feels more well crafted it it, it, the power-up nature of the game makes it a lot more fun because you can end up having the game go a little differently each time bubble bobble also is just a a classic co-op game i have a lot of that's nostalgic for me too i have a lot of memories of playing bubble bobble on uh, nintendo with a friend when i was a kid and us getting to the last guy and literally bashing our heads against it because the last there's some trick to beating the last guy right yeah in bubble bobble yeah and as children we never understood we didn't now, know bubble bobble i think what 
distinguishes it as being one of the better or best single screen platformer arcade action type game is because of the strategy that can be implemented in the game to generate larger amounts of points. How you handle each screen depends on your point value for that level when you clear it. Whereas with Sabotin Bombers, maybe it's there and we missed it. But it does seem like there's a lack of strategy there. And it, because there's no strategy there and there's no opportunities to get points d- in different ways, it's just sort of, here's a good art style, here's some nice sprites, and we got this thing rolling, just clear the board and go on to the next. It seems meaningless is what I'm getting to. So when oh, you're totally, cool- yeah. Proof- it doesn't seem yeah. to have any point. It's not like you're working towards anything. And it does seem kind of random in the way the levels are built because someone went into their MS Paint of level builders and went, line here, line here, okay, looks like a level. Next one, line, 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 yep, that's a level. Line, right. line, line, you know, there's a level. It, yeah, it doesn't seem to have any real thought put into the game, sadly. And some stages have nearly no platforms, you know, maybe three or four. Oh, very- yeah, it starts doing these ones where they're just columns, where it's like eight columns, and some you can pass through, some you can't. And it just feels very tedious in nature trying to jump up this one column to climb over to the next day of the tentacle starfish to hit him with a bomb to roll him up because the stage is literally divided by columns. So there's no way you're going to line up these enemies for the most points. You're just going to go and kill them one by one by one. And even then, uh, in Bubble Bobble, all the enemies you have to get rid of, they're already on the screen when you start the level, correct, usually? Yes. In this, it seems like you'll start killing enemies and enemies will just start popping in. Yeah, like Which you never really know when you're finished. You don't go right from the start and go, okay, there's a guy up there, there, there. I'm going to line up this and line up that and bounce it. No, because you'll be in the middle of throwing bombs at one guy, and you'll be standing on a spot where all of a sudden a guy spawns in, and he throws right. a bomb and kills you. But more times than others, you just throw a bomb and end up blowing yourself up. Not because you get rolled up in it, because you can very easily hit jump to jump out of it, but it'll just come near you and explode. You'll hit an edge of an explosion, which they are quite big, and you're done. You'll, you'll right. kill yourself more than the enemies will, because you can't, you can't touch them and die either. So Yeah. So we like the art direction, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, and the kitties, and I am forever now going to have that that plays between every... Yeah. single level again the music very porn arcade game sound i wish it had more of a jazz slap bass type of thing happening hey uh would you return to this game keith uh no, no. Oh, exactly no sadly not i'd rather go back and play some pang or some super pang Sure, I'd rather play on my Pang too. Uh, hey, let's wrap this show up with some one-sentence reviews. So we can go play with our Pangs. <laughs> I'll go first. Go for it. Sapotin Bombers. Artwork might draw you in. But its gameplay will get stale quickly thereafter, and you'll start thinking about playing something else. Oh, wow. Wow, you went run on on that time. Well, I, I think it works. I think oh, it works. I no, got a totally, comment totally. in there. Yeah, my, I think when I had my run-on review some episodes ago, <laughs> it was like a paragraph. <laughs> All right, and here is my one-sentence review for Saboten Bombers. What should be strategic ends up being totally frantic. Oh, that was short and sweet. Yeah, something I did. Uh, I, I came prepared this week. Yeah. 
Hey, whatever service you downloaded this program from, hopefully it's one that you can rate and review the show. And if you can, please do that. We ask you every week to do that. You still haven't done it. We know you're out there listening right now. We hear you. We hear you not giving us a rating and review. So please do that. It helps propagate the show. Believe it or not, it does make an impact and it costs you nothing. And hey, if you want to get involved with the different things we're doing on social media, follow us on Twitter at We Talk Games. Follow us on Facebook slash We Talk Games. And we're on Reddit, r slash We Talk Games. Our name is our address. It is our SEO. What else is going on in August, Keith? You know what? I believe August is 11th and 12th, Kyle? 12th and 13th. I made that mistake on previous episodes. I apologize. It is August 12th and 13th. Yes, August 12th and 13th. Hey, come meet us as we all meet each other for the first time. Yeah. (laughs) Quite a number of times. Well, yeah. Well, me me and you, no. Yes. But um, you guys should come and see us at Long Island Retro Con. It is at the Birth of Aviation. What's it called again? Keith, I'll take over from here. Come see us at the Long Island Retro Gaming Expo. There we go. August 12th and 13th in Garden City at the Cradle of Aviation. The Cradle. See, Birth, Cradle. I was close. We'll be there for two days. We have a booth. And we'll also be conducting a live episode in front of a live audience while we're alive. There's lots of live things happening. We're going to be totally alive in August, hopefully. Right. Uh, What if not? I should, like, write it into my will that, like, the urn of my ashes has to be there. Because my ashes will be turned into a diamond. It's real complicated. Our diamonds will meet there if if all else fails. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to have a lot of arcade game fun at our booth. So definitely come out and see us. And Stinky the Game Master might be there. Oh, God. If all three of his legs can get him there. So for Keith, the Robo Duke, I'm Kyle Von Kubik. Thank you very much for listening this week. And we hope you'll come back next week for another exciting episode of We Talk Games Arcade Weekly. We'll talk at you then.